0: Silence in us any voice but yours, O God. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, may they be acceptable in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I tried not to preach today. My son, Teddy, was just baptized, and uh, my hope was just to be a dad today. There's a lot to think about. Sometimes we forget when we see the cute babies, but baptism is serious business. In the ancient world, being baptized into the church was a risky and threatening thing to do. At worst, it brought with it persecution and even death, At the very least, it meant a serious public commitment, one that shaped a life, how to make decisions, how to spend one's time, how to share one's money. Baptism still means these things. Who knows when you enter into this covenant what God might do in your life? This is a weighty set of expectations to place upon a five-month-old. We expect, therefore, that the burden falls upon the witnesses, and especially the parents, to be sure that the child learns the covenant that has been made. So I was ready to take a pass on speaking today and just listen and take it in. But just as I thought that the preaching schedule had been arranged so that I could be off today, God got in my way. Or at least that's how it felt to me. The appointed epistle lesson we just read, the one chosen for this Sunday by our tradition, begins with this verse from the beginning of the first letter of John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. Pastors say different things during a baptism. We all have our own liturgies, but as for me, I always say those words. And I realized a few weeks ago that I have never preached about them, nor have I ever studied them in any detail. I figured that if those words were going to be said to my child, as I made a commitment on his behalf, and if I was going to keep saying them to other people's children, then I had better think about them. In baptism, we're told we are children of God. It is an expression that goes right to the core of our belief. It is about community. remember that we are children of God. What does that mean? What does it mean not just for my baby or Matt and Angela's baby or any baby, but for us, for adults who made the same commitment long ago? What does it mean to remember that we are children of God? One answer came to me when I ran into a friend this week, Walter Brueggemann. Walter Brueggemann is arguably the most important Old Testament scholar of the last century. For the last decade, he's lived here in Cincinnati. This week, I heard him mention to a group of people that no one in the church ever preaches about Genesis chapter 47. I heard him say the same thing a year ago, and last summer I took the bait, and because of what he said to me this week, today I'm going to take it again. Genesis 47 is the least popular part of the story of Joseph. Many of you remember the story of Joseph. He's the son of Jacob, the one who had the technicolor dream coat, the one who was Sold into slavery in Egypt, but rises to power and becomes second only to Pharaoh. Many of you know that the next story in the Bible, which is also the biggest story in the entire Old Testament, is the story of Moses. In the book of Exodus, Moses sets the Hebrews free from slavery in Egypt. What no one reads is how these two stories are connected. How did the Hebrews come to be slaves? That's the topic of Genesis 47. According to Genesis 47, Joseph, the hero the one we remember with so much glory. In Genesis 47, Joseph sells his own people into slavery. According to that chapter, there is a famine in the land of Egypt, and with Joseph's help, Pharaoh has stored up much more grain than he will ever need, plenty to see everyone in the region through the famine. And when the famine comes... Pharaoh asks Joseph to sell the grain to the people at a high price. When the Hebrews, Joseph's own people, come for grain, hoping to survive the famine, Genesis 47 says that Joseph first takes their silver. And then when they have no silver, he takes their livestock. And then when they they have no livestock, he takes their land And when they are penniless and starving, and they have nothing else and Pharaoh has everything, they say to Joseph, their brother, if you wish, we will be Pharaoh's slaves. And Joseph, their brother, agrees. Joseph sells the Hebrews into slavery. That's the story about Joseph that no one ever preaches about. And when I saw my friend Walter this past week, he said to the group, you know, Joseph's problem was he forgot that he was a child of God. He forgot his baptism. And when you forget your baptism, then you can do whatever you want. Baptism is serious business. We are meant to remember it. We witness other people's baptisms time and time again in the context of worship, because every time that we see a baptism, we are supposed to say to ourselves, I am a child of God, and my neighbors are children of God. So I cannot treat other people the way that Joseph treated them, like opportunities for income and means of production. Another person should never become just the means by which I get my morning coffee, or where my piece of fruit came from, or how my garbage gets taken away from my home. Another person can never be a vote for my cause or a statistic to support my point of view or a means of raising enough money or proving that our group is growing or shrinking in its numbers. In all of those ways, and many others like them, we act like Joseph. We treat our brothers and sisters like commodities. It is that kind of thinking that allows for people to be gassed for political ends. It is that kind of thinking that allows us to refuse asylum to people without any regard for what it was like where they came from or where they will go. It is that kind of thinking that allows us to pass by people in need because we have decided that knowing them will not give us any value. But people are children of God. And their stories, their sins, their troubles, their triumphs, all of it matters if we remember that we are children of God. And you, all of you, you are a child of God. And what does that mean? For starters, I will tell you what it does not mean. It does not mean that baptized people lead lives that are different from everyone else's life. People who remember their baptism have to do all the same things as everyone else. We have to raise children and send them to school and get jobs and pay the mortgage. And today being April 15th, I must remind you that, yes, we must all pay taxes. But we do all of these things, and being children of God does not take them away. And we cannot forget that we are children of God, as we so often do. For if you are a child of God, everything that happens to you is seen through that lens. When you remember you are a child of God, everything ordinary looks different. Every struggle, every task, every aggravation. When we are children of God, toddlers who will not get dressed and get into the car as fast as you want are little people for whom everything in life is still an adventure. When we are children of God, the most frustrating person in your family or at work can be remembered as someone who must be hurting. When we are children of God, mundane errands and purchases gain meaning. They either become blessings we appreciate the way that we should, or we see their lack of importance and we do without them. When we are children of God, every person who is suffering is a chance for us to care. Every resentment is a chance to learn more about forgiveness Every day matters, for it may be your last. And it might be your best. None of us does it perfectly. But to remember our baptism is to try to never forget that you are a child of God, and so are other people. You have responsibility to see that justice and mercy is present in our world. You notice the good things in your life with gratitude, and the difficult things cannot crush you. For we may be living here now, but our heart's true home is in a different place. And at the end of the struggles of this life, our real home is with God, and that longer view shapes the way that we live today. Baptism is an invitation. To live into the unknown future, and to do so with confidence, none of us has any idea What's going to happen tomorrow? Or next year? Or five years from now? The road ahead is unknown. Parents of little children who come for baptism know this. There are few things in life more terrifying than being a parent, even when it goes well. The first time a baby sleeps all the way through the night, parents wake up terrified wondering what happened. Parents of older children are still terrified. When the kids are 25 or 35 or 45, parents are still wondering how their children will navigate life, wondering why they don't call more often than they do or why they're calling so much. And the unknowns are not just about parents and children, but about all of us ourselves. For if we are honest, we are all wandering through life. We don't know what to do. Even as we try to help other people make sense of their own lives, we are still trying to make sense of ours. Everyone born into the world begins down an unknown road of life. It may be joyful beyond our imagining. Love and adventure, chances to learn and grow, to be cared for by family and friends, to experience meaning and to pass on the things that you've learned and help someone else along their way. And inevitably, it will include suffering, the frustration of addiction, or depression, the experience of grief or resentment, the incurable physical pain of an accident, times of loneliness or betrayal, the reality of grinding poverty, violence, abuse, hunger. even the relentless return of each day when you know that you are in a bad place. We baptize people because we do not know where we are going. Life is a journey through the wilderness, a path with twists and turns we cannot see around, open desert places that frighten us with their vastness. We are baptized so that along the way we will know that we have a guide. In late December of 1939... Great Britain was at war with Germany. The future was unknown, not just for the country, but for the individuals and families in it. People did not know if they might live out the next year, and if they did, what evils they might meet along the way. On Christmas Day, King George VI gave a holiday radio message to the people of England. A movie was made about it several years ago. The king's daughter, 13-year-old Elizabeth, gave him a poem he included in the speech. They are good words for anyone who would receive the challenges and gifts of baptism. The poem goes like this. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light. That I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be better than light and safer than a known way. In baptism, we put our hands into the hand of God. You, not just the babies in the gowns, but you, the grown ups, we put our hands in the hands of God together. We are part of a community. We are on this unknown journey together. Have you lost your way? Have you become unsure of what you are supposed to do? Is there something in your life that is frightening? You belong here with us. This is your place. But do not look here or anywhere else for the guarantee of light or safety. It is not to be had in this life. This life is unknown. Put your hands into the hand of God. That is what it means to be a child of God, to be baptized. Never forget that the others around you are God's children. Make no unfair uses or abuses or assumptions about them. Treat them with care. And as for your own unknown journey, put your hand into the hand of your heavenly mother and father, remembering that you are a child of God. Put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be better than light and safer than a known way. Amen. At this time we receive our morning offering as we remember that every good gift we have comes from God and God is trustworthy and promises to provide. So we return to God some of those gifts to further God's realm of love in the world.